Guys, welcome back to another Robert Kiyosaki podcast. I'm kidding, it's actually not Robert Kiyosaki. But nonetheless, guys, it is the first, of course, episode of this season, which I'm going to be unveiling a lot of what is in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Guys, I'm so excited about this, just because, man, this is one of the greatest books of all time. Um, there have been a lot of people who have been asking me about making more of these videos, etc., etc., and that's why I'm like, guys, I normally make this on a daily basis, so <sighs> you make sure you're subscribed to my podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you know exactly when they do drop, right? So here we go. Without further ado, okay, let's get right into this. I'm going to tell you guys some stories. I'm going to give you some quotes, of course, from the book, and then we're going to keep continuing on. Now, of course, I take quotes out from different chapters. Again, I'm in chapter one right now, or probably just in the monologue, and I'm going to tell you guys stories and different things that relate to my life so you guys can figure out what your blueprint is. So that's what I'm coining the phrase of this specific episode. What's your money blueprint? I've talked about this, of course, in uh, the motivation. I'm sorry, the Grow Together. What is it? Um, a smart savings guide that I actually created on there. Uh, and nonetheless, but you know what? I love this because the first quote is, for example, you got one dad. Let's just say one dad, one friend, one mother, whatever it may be. They might say the love of money is the root of all evil. But the other one says the lack of money is the root of all evil. It's all predicated on perception, right? Remember, this goes back to, of course, Jack Canfield's success principles, which is just right next to me. Um, and his father, of course, he mentioned this in the movie The Secret, saying his father would always say, who do you think I am, Rockefeller? You know, do you think money grows on trees? There's a lot of different terms, phrases, uh, expressions, and sentences that the have-nots use to always separate themselves from the haves. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know what? Earl Nightingale, if you guys don't know who Earl Nightingale is, make sure you go on YouTube and you hear that man because this is a man who, of course, lived in the era of the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and he talked about the most spectacular things ever. And he said he took a taxi one time. I forgot where it was. But the taxi driver, he said, oh, look at all these houses. Look at all of them. And you know what? Out of all these beautiful houses, every last one of them are owned by a crook. And right after that, he said, this is what, this is what separates the haves from the have-nots. And so, as a young boy, Robert Kiyosaki, he had two, str he had two strong fathers influence him, influencing him. So, of course, it was extremely difficult for him to think about it and to ponder about what both of these people are saying because one is saying the complete total opposite of the other. If he chooses one side, it could be doomed. The other one could be probably gold. But he was intrigued by it all. Why? He started asking himself, he started asking himself a lot of these questions. So he would say, well, why does he say that? And then he goes on to say, oh, yes, he's right here. You know what? I agree with him on that. Or to simply reject the point from, of course, his poor father and say, you know what? The old man doesn't know what he's talking about. But instead, he would actually bring them both together and have it two dams who he loved and forced them to force him to think. Well, I guess he just adopted his own way of thinking in general because he went on to say one of the main reasons why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer 
and the middle class struggles in debt is that the subject of money is taught at home and not in school. That's all there is to it. You know what? I actually uh, I've been working with someone for the longest, and I remember when I first met her, she had about six credit cards to her name. And I'm like, oh my god. And she's like, yeah, all of them are maxed out. And I'm like, you know what? You do not need another credit card because you're going to be paying off the credit of these other credit cards. And it's just going to be a cycle of hell that you're going to be going through. You need to separate yourself from that. And again, a lot. Uh, Bob Proctor would say, you know what? If you're focusing on debt, you're going to create more debt. So again, just set up an automatic debt repayment program and focus on prosperity. See, the middle class, they always seemingly learn what's not best. Now, my family, I would have to say they were kind uh, I'm going to go with low because my mom being the only mother and taking care of four children and being the only income, yes, I would actually say that was a very low class family because it's not like I had a poor dad. It's I had a poor mom and I really had poor siblings too because my, my, uh, my brother's definition of making money coincided – with constant betting on National Football League games, uh, the National Basketball Association games, right? So I'm talking about the NBA, the NFL. He would bet on these games in hopes that he would hit these these dream-on tickets that would probably put him over the edge. He would come home sometimes, he'd be so angry, he'd say, Oh my God, I'm so angry at this. This is ridiculous. How come this team didn't score this many points and now I'm out of $500? I said, do you know... How much of a fool you sound right now? Your money is basically in the pockets of people who don't give a shit about you. Are you seriously serious about this? But you know what? There's no way that my brother can end that cycle. I'm not going to say he's a compulsive gambler. I'm not going to say he's a compulsive drinker. But my brother in general, he doesn't like to hold himself accountable for all the fucked upness that has happened in his life, especially in terms of finances. He was on cloud nine. He was living in a house with a bunch of his homeboys. He had a Dodge Supercharger. This guy was making all kinds of money. But again, being a smog technician, if someone comes to him and say, can you pass my car illegally, although it lets out smog? And my brother says, yes. Well, guess what? My brother ended up passing a lot of these illegal small cars that were actually pumping out black smoke, completely destroying the environment. And he ended up getting fired from that job and ended up taking massive big steps back. He lost his Dodge Supercharger. His debt went in the tank. He went back to you know living with his mother. And he had to start from grade one again. Why? He was money-centered. He could have kept that job if he just did the right thing. But because he was so money-driven, hey, guess where it ended up? So again, did my mom teach him about money when he was actually making it? No. All that money my brother made throughout those years. And the saddest thing is when it was all said and done, I'm like, dude, where's your savings? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, are you serious? Again, poor people in poor backgrounds are going to make poor decisions until they change that mental paradigm. That's the most important part of life. And you know what? A lot of people would be offended by that. People would say, oh, no, I'm not from a poor background. That's really racist or this or that. No, listen, I'm from a poor background, but I never accepted my mother and my father's bullshittiness as part of my life. I had to go to school wearing water shoes because, of course, my father and my mother didn't make proper decisions in terms of how they save and spend their money. 
So, yes, I went to school with that, and my friends would say, ah, you have water shoes. I'm like, yeah, it's uh, my mother's fault. This has nothing to do with me. Now, if you're judging me based on what I'm wearing, based on what has happened in the upper echelon of my family, hey, I guess you could be that loser. Go ahead. But you know what? If you have the common decency, you would realize and say, okay, I see what this young individual is wearing. It's not so good, or he's wearing water shoes to school. And at the same point, you know what? I can see what his mother and his father is about. You see what I mean? You can't base it off what the child is and what he shows up as. You have to go back and look deeper into the mother and the father. Then after that, looking deeper into that. So again, what can poor parents tell their children about money? My mom was never able to coach my uh, my brother through those, um, you know, when he started making a lot of money. My brother just knew, he just knew how to spend it. And you know what? My mom would always say, hey, just stay. Well, she wouldn't say stay in school and just study hard. She would just say keep making money and just keep buying all these materialistic things that mean absolute bullshit. You're not building a 401k. You're not knowing how to invest money uh, wisely. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Hey, there it is. Sadly enough, to sum this all up, money is not taught in schools. Schools focus on scholastic and I guess quote unquote professional skills but not on financial skills. This explains how smart the banks, the bankers, the doctors, the accountants, they earn all these great grades. You got the John Hopkins University, you got the UNC, you got Duke University, Yale, Princeton, yay, woohoo, yeah! Hey, no shout out, big shout out to my friend, of course, Ty, um, who just so happens, he's, I think he has already graduated from Harvard, I'm so proud of him, uh, Harvard's dental school, and he's gonna go to endodontics out there in UCLA. I'm very, very happy, I'm, I'm very happy for him, but again, this is what schools are about. He was a scholastic genius when I was, you know, when I used to play those ba- uh, freshman year basketball pickup games with him in PE class. He took the calculus AP in 12th grade and he went to Stanford, graduated Stanford. He went to Harvard, graduated Harvard. He went, he's going to go to UCLA and graduate from UCLA. Again, professional skills. Wants to be a dentist? Here it is. Does it focus on financial skills? No. I remember I sent him a message. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's all about this and that. And he's like, you know what? Those are some wise words from Arsenio. And, of course, I would expect that from him because they don't teach that type of stuff in school. So there's no offense to him. It's just what he's been through, what I've been through. But look at what's going on with the national debt out there in America. Staggering. Highly educated uh, politicians, the government officials, all making financial decisions with little or no training in the subject of money. You can see what's happening right now in America. I mean, if we even look at what's happening here in Thailand, oh yeah, short-term economics, zero long-term impact. It's going to take a toll, and it is right now. So guys, this is just to sum it up, just to give you an idea, okay? Figure out about your blueprint. Look at what's going on in your life right now and ask yourself, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to hold myself accountable for what has happened with my mom, with her decisions, my father's decisions throughout their life. What I'm wearing and the situation I'm in right now in the neighborhood I'm in, this is not based on me. If you're under the age of 18, don't take any motherfucking blame for anything. If you're over the age of 18, it's time for some accountability, but you can also make the shift right now. So guys... That's a quick podcast. You know, just figure it, figuring out that blueprint. That's what we need to do right now. And so with that being said, guys, man, thank you 
for tuning in to another Robert Kiyosaki podcast. We're going to be getting into these and diving deeper and deeper and deeper along with these quotes, and it's going to get much sexier. So stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for tuning in to another one. And as always, I'm your host, over and out.